Hey, it's Ryan. Before we start the show today, I have a little announcement. I'm going on parental leave, which means you won't hear from me for a few months. While I'm out, our new colleague Jessica Mendoza will fill in for me. Meanwhile, I'm going to enjoy every day that I get to stay home to look after my son. He's six months old now. He's adorable. And he's a big fan of the show. I'll be back in the fall. Okay, here's today's episode. Could you just, like, tell me your name and... It's Kelly Marie Castillo. How old Technically, are you, Kelly? Technically, so I'm almost 60. I'm 59. Kelly Castillo has salt and pepper hair and wears wire rim glasses. She grew up in California. Until recently, she lived in a homeless encampment called Wood Street. There were hundreds of other residents there, living in broken-down vehicles and makeshift shelters. Kelly had a small RV, its front door covered in gold and maroon graffiti. She was sharing it with her roommate and best friend, a bearded terrier named Littles. One at a time, Littles. Little. After a hard divorce in her 40s, Kelly found herself on the streets. She's been homeless for over a decade and at Wood Street for the past three years. Our producer, Afif Nasuli, met her there last October. And so you found Wood Street, and how, how has Wood Street been? Wood Street has been um, really good to me, actually. I'm here on my own. My family and I don't really talk too much. Mm-hmm. Things have uh, become com- complicated. And uh, so I- Things got easier for Kelly once she moved to Wood Street. She made friends and found a sense of stability. But it wouldn't last. California authorities have spent the past several months shutting down Wood Street, leaving Kelly and her neighbors once again searching for a place to live. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Friday, May 26th. Coming up on the show shutting down one of the largest homeless encampments in California. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com AI for people. One-third of all the homeless people in America live in California. And Wood Street was one of the largest homeless encampments in the state. It started almost a decade ago and had about 300 residents at its peak. Here's our colleague Christine Myduke. So Wood Street is a place that's in West Oakland, an encampment that's on this kind of sprawling, long, skinny stretch of land underneath the freeways. There weren't a ton of neighbors there. There weren't a ton of businesses there. Um, And it was for a long time the place that homeless people said they were told to go by police, by emergency workers, by paramedics, um, somewhere that they weren't going to be bothered, basically. So this Wood Street encampment became a place that was a refuge, a place that they wouldn't be bothered. Who owns that land? 
By far, the biggest landowner is Caltrans, which is the State Department of Transportation. They own quite a bit of the right-of-way. The vast majority of people who had been living at the Wood Street encampment were living on Caltrans land. Wood Street's population grew a lot in recent years. And people ended up there for many different reasons. The stories are so varied. Some people have had severe mental illness for decades. Some people, you know, were working professionals who lived in San Francisco paying rent and got stuck in depression and kind of spiraled into heavy drug use and landed on the streets. There's some people who couldn't hold a job down for years because they were addicted to drugs or struggling with other challenges and just ended up on Wood Street because it was the kind of place of last resort in Oakland. One other reason that many people found themselves at Wood Street is the cost of housing. Renting an apartment in Oakland is too expensive for a lot of people. When you look at the area surrounding the Wood Street encampment, you're talking three or $4,000 for a two-bedroom apartment. When you think about the median income in this area, it's about $5,000 a month. People are spending huge amounts of their income on housing. And so it's just really incredible that a huge segment of the population can be that close to just getting evicted or having to, you know, couch surf until they can no longer couch surf. Some people who've lived on Wood Street actually worked regularly. People like Kelly Castillo. I mean, I'm working two jobs. <laughs> working two jobs. I, I don't spend a lot. I don't go out partying anymore. I don't do any of that type of stuff. I just save and try to just... Kelly says she makes less than $11,000 a year working for temp agencies. Well, I do house cleaning to fill in, um, to just fill in some finances. Because during the night, I work. I work nights. Okay. um, And it's still too hard to, like, afford rent. Yeah, can you believe it? I mean, it's crazy. I work Even though Kelly couldn't afford rent, she'd made a home for herself on Wood Street. Her RV was filled with a collection of colorful rugs and planters. And Kelly also made friends with a lot of other residents there. One of them was John Janosko. Kelly Castillo. So how you living? How you living? How you living? How you John and Kelly have known each other for years. John's tall with broad shoulders. People call him the mayor of Wood Street. John said he first came to Wood Street nearly eight years ago, making him one of the encampment's earliest residents. Yes, there's always something going on here. <laughs> Since coming to Wood Street, John has tried to make it an organized community. For instance, with the help of some local nonprofits, he and other residents built the Wood Street Commons area which has couches, a garden full of succulents, and a wood-fired pizza oven. He gave a FIFA tour. Is this the Wood Common, Wood Street Commons? Yep, this is the Wood Street Commons uh, Community Center, as we call it. Um, we've got a clothing closet for men and women in there. We try to cook at least one hot meal a day, and that's usually dinner. Breakfast and lunch are sort of just up in the air, but usually people come and donate stuff throughout the day, which people come and grab. we got our kitchen area in the front, where we have all our food, and people can basically go grocery shopping or come get something to eat, and then we throw parties here and fundraisers. But as much as residents like John and Kelly have tried to make Wood Street comfortable, there were a lot of problems. The encampment lacked basic necessities. It didn't have plumbing. Many people lived in flimsy plywood structures fastened with rope and covered with tarp, and there were piles of trash everywhere. 
After a while, they finally got the city to actually drop off porta potties. Um, so that's been an improvement in recent years. But still, there's just nowhere for them to actually dispose of their trash. And so they try to keep it organized, but there's just a lot of stuff. And that hasn't gone unnoticed. For almost as long as Wood Street's been around, people in Oakland have complained about it, sometimes on the local news. I'm the former baseball coach out here and stuff, and the kids can't even come out here and play baseball. They've taken over everything, and we're concerned about the safety of our employees. Every time a van gets stolen or some piece of equipment around here, 90% of the time, it's back in that deep encampment. The governor of California once compared the encampment to something out of Mad Max. One other thing Wood Street gained a reputation for were the fires. Residents used fire to cook or stay warm, but sometimes they got out of control. Last summer, a really big fire broke out, destroying dozens of shelters and causing a propane tank to explode. There have been hundreds of fires at the Wood Street encampment, but this one was especially large. And it grew to a point where black smoke was billowing out. It actually shut down the freeway for some hours. The fire actually burned below Interstate 880 near 34th and Wood Streets. That smoke, as you can see, was so thick and heavy that it forced parts of Interstate 880 and 580 to all shut down. They also found out that there's a sewage treatment plant not far away that has huge tanks of oxygen that could have easily blown up if the fire had reached it. And that would have been a catastrophic explosion. At that point, basically, Caltrans, the State Department of Transportation, said, that's enough. We can't really take this risk anymore. We need to shut this encampment down. In July, after the fire disrupted the highway above Wood Street, Caltrans, which owns much of the land, made a decision it was going to evict everyone on Wood Street. The agency said it had a responsibility to remove a major public safety risk. It gave residents a few days' notice to leave. John Janosko, the informal mayor of Wood Street, went live on Instagram after he heard the news. Everybody got uh, notices yesterday, today. Uh, RVs, cars, whatever, everybody's getting kicked off. Bottom line. It wasn't clear where all these people were supposed to go, though. California state officials said it was the city of Oakland's responsibility to house people once they were kicked out. But a city representative said they only had 40 shelter beds available. Some residents tried to get federal housing vouchers, but it wasn't a guarantee. So we need to try to brainstorm and figure out where everybody's going to go. So the residents decided to fight. Uh, just want to put out there, there's a meeting at Cobb on Wood just to talk with the lawyer about uh, what's up next for us. Last July, a group of residents sued Caltrans and other state and local agencies to try and block the eviction from happening. That's next. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. This episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance. With Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster 
faster than ever. And you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. After Wood Street residents filed their lawsuit in July, a judge issued a restraining order stopping the evictions. But it was only temporary. In September, the evictions began, and Caltrans started demolishing the camp, section by section. John went back on social media to show what was happening. Earlier today, there was a bunch of people in one of the structures over here uh, getting stuff out, and Caltrans uh, had one of their heavy machineries once again started bulldozing uh, and pulling at the, the, the structure. So luckily enough, everybody, Nick told me everybody got out of that structure in time. While Caltrans pushed their equipment through the camp, John and his neighbors started protesting just a few yards away. Wait a second, the black housing is a human right! You're not even giving people an option! We're just gonna go in circles, guys! But the protests didn't make much of a difference. Residents still had to leave. Afif, our producer, was there while Kelly was packing her things in her RV. This is my little starter kit of food for no matter where I go. <laughs> Can you describe what's in there? Oh, um, oatmeal, some Vienna sausages for the dog, a knife, rice, and rice every night, part Filipino. Kelly didn't know what life after Wood Street was going to look like. Any ideas, like places to be next? To tell you the truth, um, I mean, I'm 60. I've got to get a roof over my head. After Kelly loaded up her truck, she drove off the lot. Saying goodbye to Wood Street. And Caltrans bulldozers drove in and started clearing where she and her neighbors had lived for years. Right now I'm looking at a huge bulldozer and forklift lifting someone's car. Putting the car in a dumpster. The evictions were slowed down by legal challenges and bad storms. Ultimately, it took Caltrans and local agencies about seven months to fully clear out Wood Street. After Kelly's eviction, we couldn't get in touch with her for a while. Afif kept getting her voicemail. Hello, it's Kelly, and I can't get to the phone right now. I've had a really hard week. And I trust that next week will also be a difficult one. But uh, I will get back to you as soon as I can if you leave whatever information I possibly would need and your numbers. All right. Have a good day. It was in November that we finally heard from Kelly again. She'd moved her RV to a site that the city set up for evicted residents of Wood Street. It's called Beach Street. How far would you the new place wasn't far from where Wood Street was. But Kelly said it lacked many of the things they'd set up at Wood Street. Like, there wasn't a community kitchen or food pantry. I mean, there's no water, there's no electricity, um, and we're not allowed to have any fires or anything like that. Or, or use um, a generator, or even a, no propane or anything like that. And it's freezing out here <laughs> at night. It's freezing cold. How are you staying warm? Climb into the blankets. <laughs> But, I mean, it's, it's, it's so cold out at night. A representative for the city of Oakland said the area was set up in a day and that other programs had better amenities. But a lot of other former residents of Wood Street just scattered around the city. 
a lot of people have really just dispersed to the immediate surrounding area around the Wood Street encampment. So that means on various city streets, parking their trailers there, kind of scattering all over in the surrounding alleyways. Is that really better for Oakland? Folks would argue that that's not better. I mean, you're just kind of moving the problem around to another set of neighbors who are going to complain about it there. And then there would be another rolling set of enforcement actions. And then they're moved to somewhere else. And basically, without any housing for these people to go to, the issue's not going to be solved long term. For some former residents of Wood Street, one option was to apply for a Section 8 emergency housing voucher, a federal program that helps people pay for rent. That's what Kelly did. But navigating the system, the paperwork and the bureaucracy, made her feel overwhelmed. You need like a month and a half just to have the application in and have them review it and all that kind of stuff before they can improve it. So that's what makes it like, don't want to lose it, but I don't want to panic and and mess up either. Not knowing how to fill the applications out and all the other paperwork that I'm supposed to file or not file. Without anyone to help her figure it out, Kelly was worried she might not be able to complete the paperwork in time. I feel like this is my my one chance to, to put a, get a roof over my head and it's, it's quickly coming. The window of opportunity is quickly closing. So I'm, I, don't, I don't know. While Kelly tried to figure out her Section 8 application, her friend John found a different solution. He moved into some temporary cabins the city set up to house former Wood Street residents. Cabins are... You know, they have their ups, they have their downs, they're all right. You know, they're not completely, uh, you know, horrific. (laughs) But there's a lot of work that needs to be done to make them more. Caltrans says it's cleared more than 2,000 encampments throughout California over the past 12 months. But it hasn't seemed to make a dent in the state's homeless population. In California, there are an estimated 171,000 people currently without a place to live. Oakland's example really just shows how intractable the problem can be and how little responsibility people are willing to take um, in terms of solving it. I mean, the Wood Street example really just illustrated for so long just how much the various entities wanted to wash their hands of what the issue was and say that it wasn't their problem or that they didn't have the resources and it couldn't be them that solved it. A housing policy advisor for the state's governor said getting people out of encampments was a priority because, quote, nothing healthy, nothing safe happens there. As for Kelly, she was eventually assigned a caseworker who helped her complete her application for a Section 8 housing voucher. And she got it. She now receives almost $2,000 a month for housing costs. After about 12 years on the streets, she moved into her own place in East Oakland in March. Our colleague Christine went to visit her. Kelly showed her around her new apartment and everything she stocked up in her kitchen. She got apple juice. Hey. Pineapple coconut. What? I didn't see my pineapple coconut. So I was like, who took it? Yeah, see, when you live alone, you can't blame anybody. (laughs) They sat on Kelly's carpeted floor and talked about the night Kelly moved in. And I remember my first impression was, that's so A few days earlier, on the night she moved in, Kelly brought along two of her girlfriends, Tina and Tamara, to help her celebrate. On Wednesday night. Okay. And Tina had already gone to the store and she got a bottle of champagne. <laughs> we all just like leaned up in the kitchen, did a toast. What glasses did you use for the toast? 
Tina had brought two glasses. So I got a glass, she got a glass, and then Tamara just said, I'll take the bottle. (laughs) Since leaving Wood Street, Kelly has settled into her new place, along with her dog Littles. She even adopted a second dog named Fifi. That's all for today, Friday, May 26th. Additional reporting in this episode by Jim Carlton. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. The show's made by Annie Baxter, Ariana Bowe, Catherine Brewer, Maria Byrne, Pia Gadkari, Rachel Humphreys, Matt Kwong, Kate Linebaugh, Jessica Mendoza, Annie Minoff, Laura Morris, Afif Nasuli, Enrique Perez de la Rosa, Sarah Platt, Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, Heather Rogers, Jonathan Sanders, Pierce Singy, Jivika Verma, Lisa Wang, Catherine Whalen, and me, Ryan Knudsen. Our engineers are Griffin Tanner, Nathan Singapak, and Peter Leonard. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Catherine Anderson, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, Peter Leonard, Blue Dot Sessions, and So Wiley. Fact checking by Nicole Pasolka. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.